0: And now, from high atop the Camelback Towers in Scottsdale, from the Star Worldwide Network studios, a man whose life revolves around his family, sports, grilling, and bad jokes. Your host of the Dad Podcast, talking all things dad. Here's Chris Brewer. All right, another Thursday, another Dad Podcast. Woo-hoo! I like that. That was, was that good. It? Yeah, it, that was good, Robin. That was it. I liked it. Our first Love official
1: it. Dad podcast sound effect. I.
0: That's a keeper. Woo. Okay. See, well, as the
1: producer, I can I can take a little liberty sometimes and have fun.
0: I I, I appreciate that. Uh, Sean, thanks for being here. Jason was here. He might be back, but he uh, he made up some sort of call that he had to go on saving. Apparently. Uh, air quotes here a sick person so whatever sean you're you're the most important one so you're here thank you
2: you betcha and
0: chris is chris is apparently working whatever uh so what are we doing uh is this just screwing
1: off this is just screwing off okay okay
0: it's therapy
1: that's what I was there, saying. Yeah,
0: there might be a little therapy in, in today's show, actually.
1: Well, that's what Sean does, right? So that's yeah.
0: that's why we need him.
1: Woohoo! Yeah.
0: Uh, so last last week was my birthday. Last Friday, turned forty seven. I know we talked about that uh, last week when my mom was in, which was awesome. Uh, so it's Friday morning morning of my birthday, and I and I'm I thinking i'm having a good day a good morning um feel good everything and and you know get get some happy birthdays and everything and then i'm i'm helping to bring some stuff in at work for uh this meeting we have every friday and i'm getting a phone call and i don't recognize it it wasn't spam and uh I just let it go to voicemail, and then I go sit down, and I listen to my voicemail. I remember this morning of my birthday, and it is uh, a representative for Colon Guard <laughs> letting me know that my Colon Guard shipment is, is on its way. Uh, so that was, a, that was a great start to the birthday, and a, a very quick slap of the face of, Chris, you were, you were, getting, you were getting older. Uh, Sean, have you had a colonoscopy yet?
2: Well, we're, 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 just yeah, we're, right we're in.
0: going right in. Going real deep,
2: right? Yes. Uh, I, I have not. Okay. I, I, I need to, um, I, I, I had that planned about, uh, six and a half years ago <laughs> and, uh, I haven't rescheduled. Gotcha. <laughs> you sound like a typical guy. Well, we have been getting, um, uh, junk mail from AARP since our late 20s. So, okay. If that makes feel any that's, better,
0: that's fair. Yeah. Well, that that made me feel that made me feel old cuz like I said, you know, 46, you're still by 45, 47, it's just you're going straight to 50. Just a different feeling. And then I really felt old. So then this past week so like I usually, I make almost all the meals uh, as, as you guys know, because I like to cook. So I, I'm usually making dinner, and I'll send, I'll send Alex, I'll send my wife a text. Hey, here's what I'm thinking for dinner. Let me know if you need anything at the store. And, uh, and now I'm really going to sound old. I've, I've got this New Year's resolution, that I'm going to do better with, with leftovers and not waste food in the, in the refrigerator.
1: That's not bad, though. It's a good resolution. It is, yeah,
0: um, and I, I've been doing a good job of it. If, okay, we've got this and, and this, so we'll, we'll, we'll have this for, for dinner. So let her know, hey, we're going uh, to make like some healthy um, chicken fajita bowls. And then I knew we had all, all of this uh, cheese and some corn left. So I said, hey, Addison and Hudson are going to have uh, grilled cheese sandwiches and some corn on the cob. Talk about sounding old. So this is the text exchange. I'm going to read the exact text exchange, Sean and Robin. Okay. We're going to have bowls with the leftover chicken. They will have grilled cheese and corn on the cob. That sounds great. Is there more corn? The other leftover corn from a couple weeks ago went bad. I thought I saw one uncooked piece of corn. So are they going to split that? No, we have two uncooked pieces of corn from Sunday. Okay, we ate two pieces last night, though, so is there more? Yes, I checked. Okay, I just wasn't sure. Uh, I'm not sure if that came across bad or not. Last night's corn, Alex, was already cooked. Oh, now I understand. We we had an entire conversation about two things of corn, and if we had it, or if we didn't have two pieces of corn, is there only... Talk about sounding old. Sean, do you have conversations like that with your wife?
2: It's pretty or old, just like what, what
0: are we talking about? <laughs> that sounded but, old, right?
2: Mm-mm. Yeah. No?
0: Yeah. Robin is, Robin is saying no. Sean,
2: you're saying yes. I, I, I'm kind of... Agree- sure, I'm, I'm agreeing with you, you know you know i i think as far as those times that we're unsure of we're not having faith in uh, in our partners or whatever as far as being being able to get things done we I, continue to question yeah i guess thing? just no, you know what um maybe there's corn in there maybe there's not if there's not um chris is 47 years old right now he's going to be able to figure something else out
1: i'd be like is there corn in there just go check no big deal
2: well i i was or in that. the
0: car she 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 was still at work i guess just the the amount of energy and concern over do we have corn or not and uh the back and forth over over corn i just i thought that sounded so so
2: pathetic
1: well, at john least- who, You guys communicate. We do. That's nothing wrong. And and
2: well, I'll I'll give that to you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How many couples do not communicate? You know, barely see each other, barely talk to each other. The fact that you're actually talking about something as simple as corn and having a legitimate—it's a legitimate conversation. I,
0: I'll I'll give you. Yeah, I'll I'll give you that. I'm Um, fact checking. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I read it directly, so I know I got those facts correct. Sean, who does most of the cooking in your house?
2: I'm going to go with about 50-50, maybe 60-40, oh, okay. my wife.
0: You guys talk about it? Like, what um, you're going to have?
2: Uh, Not so much what we're going to have. Okay. Um, this morning, for instance, uh, my wife has been very, very busy this week, and she's going to be busy today. And she said, it'd be great if you could help out with dinner. It'd be great if you could take care of dinner tonight. And so... I'm going to take care of dinner tonight, and okay. I think she'll trust me to do so. And yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's going to mean uh, having um, something to make. Maybe that's going to mean having El Pollo Loco when she gets home. <laughs> but will, it is what it is.
0: Will you probably make something?
2: I will. I will probably go to the store on my way home and get some stuff for stir-fry and make stir-fry. That's what I was thinking about doing. Okay. Ooh,
1: now I'm hungry. So,
2: simple. Will you're like, not, we're, we're, not uh, we're not big and I'll throw things on the barbecue every once in a while and stuff like that, yeah. but um, Did you watch the games Sunday?
0: The football games?
2: Yeah, not uh, not all of them.
0: Okay. So was but that yeah. Okay. Did you watch both games? Or just parts of them? Parts of them, parts yeah. Parts of them? Okay. So yeah. and, when uh, there's...
2: I, was, I was actually, I was out at dinner on Sunday night, but we were kind of watching, we were in a nice restaurant, but I, my father-in-law and I were, were had uh, rubbernecks watching the TV and blaming okay. the Bengals for being stupid. I do remember that.
0: Okay, so you were paying attention. So like for the Super Bowl, will you will you do like a spread of stuff and sit and make it, make it a point of, oh, we're watching the Super Bowl and we're going to make food and...
2: I probably would or at least have some uh, some easy munchies to have um, or will be somewhere else.
0: So you will go to a Super Bowl party? Likely. Okay. I hate Super Bowl parties because I want to watch the game. They're too and noisy. Yes, everybody's talking. It's like,
1: shut up. The game is on. Talk during the commercials. Yeah,
0: and I've, I've been there, and it's just – Then the game's over, and I'm like, I don't even remember what I – I don't remember like the third quarter or something like that because people were, people were talking. Do you mm-hmm. like Super Bowl parties, Sean, or do you like to watch the
2: game? Honestly, both. Uh, I've I, 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 there. There have been times that I've watched. I, I enjoy. I, I enjoy watching sports, so I, I, I would enjoy watching it alone. Having said that, um, I also. I also do enjoy the the, the social aspect of things. So. Um, yeah, you're
0: more you're more uh, social. I, I, think than that,
2: I, I think that if you are at a Super Bowl party, you just need to, or I shouldn't say you. I just need to surrender to that and say, you know what? All right, I'm here. I'm not going to get the full experience of watching every single second of the Super Bowl. If if I did, I may as well go home. I, if I, I do. yeah.
0: If I got invited to a Super Bowl party, I, I'm not going. There you go. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, just not. I'm just not. I I I would. And I would probably be honest about it. Uh, but I'm glad to hear that you, that you watched the games. So you're probably then aware that Tom Brady retired Again. this week. Again. I,
2: I, I, saw that, uh, I saw that on the news last night. Yeah. Well, yeah. Giselle's not taking him back. Did you
0: see? Well, no, no clearly. <laughs> He's done. But the first, I saw this, this was funny. When he retired last year, and here's the thing, it's exactly one year. So he retired last year on February 1st, and then he retired this year on February 1st. But huh. when he retired last year, Giselle wrote—it's like five paragraphs of how, how much, you know, congratulations on this amazing run, and we're so proud of you, and can't wait to see what life has in store for you next— keep in mind they were still married, but it's, it's like a whole, you know, like I said, five, six paragraphs. He retired, uh, February 1st this year. And it was, it was, uh, I believe five words like <laughs> it was like good, good luck in the next chapter of your life. I've, and that was it.
1: Well, at least so, it's amicable. Th-
0: that's true. Right. Just what a change. And in one year.
1: Well, that was his fault. He wanted to go back to work and forget about right. his family. Ah. That's the whole thing. She wanted him home to be with his family and Yeah, he... but then
0: I didn't mean to get on on this topic, but she was dating someone pretty darn quick after they announced they were divorced. I think she was doing more than yoga classes, or whoever that trainer was that she was well, she's dating.
1: Sean could probably attest to this, but when you have a marriage where somebody is not really present, sometimes things can happen.
0: This is true. Sean, Sean could, Sean could probably have a whole podcast just on that.
2: Hmm.
0: Perhaps. Perhaps. Well, because of or least, Tom or Brady, or
2: the, the, the the lack of. Or there's nothing going on with any of them, and but the lack of trust um, and wonderment of people breaks people apart. <laughs> yep. So,
0: well, you can you can analyze me here here in a little bit, Sean. We're gonna we're, we're gonna go deep, maybe for a little bit at the beginning of the show.
1: I should look for the jaws sound effect. <laughs>
0: you that know, would be good going deep. I uh, like the sound effects. <laughs> Uh, but because uh, Tom Brady announced his retirement, uh, and I do have a have a connection to him, uh, so I really thought we were going to be able to get some insight, which I thought would have been really cool, uh, especially, Sean, as you probably know, the Super Bowl is here, so we're starting to get a little Super Bowl fever going here in, in, in Arizona, and we've got the Waste Management uh, Golf Tournament, the huge golf tournament, so a lot going on here. And I did have a connection uh, with with Tom Brady, and, and you don't even I think realize that you have a connection to him, uh, Sean. And so do, so does Jason. So it's a shame that Jason's uh, not on the show right now, but uh, apparently, you know, some fake call that he's on. <laughs> uh, but I, I contacted uh, this guy, and we we talked on the phone. But then it turns out. Uh, he doesn't have internet, and he doesn't have Wi-Fi, and then, it, and then he confessed he, he actually doesn't even know what a podcast is. Uh, is it living under a rock? Yeah, it, it just, it was a whole whole thing, and, and it was a shame because this was uh, Tom Brady's fourth grade best friend, and Sean, you, you even know him. Um, I even I even contacted uh, his wife, uh, Coco. Left a message for her and whole 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 thing. Sean, we were going to have Tom Brady's fourth grade best friend on, and a friend of yours. We were going to have Brian Tam on the show today. Remember Brian?
2: Yeah, didn't they? Did they play together? Did they play football together?
0: I think they wrestled.
2: The wrestle, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: in the sandbox. <laughs>
2: That is a shame. Yeah. And, uh, what, we were but, really
0: going to get some insight there.
2: It's, it's probably for the best because we really need to have Mr. Tam in at a time that Jason can be, here. because Jason would, Jason would be going to a depression if he knew that we had Tam here. And in, it, in, that,
0: in, that was part of, of why I, I really worked hard on reaching out to, uh, to Brian. Uh, I'm surprised Jason hasn't tried to get Brian Tam on the show. Uh, Listener, just so you know, Brian Tam, uh, Tom Brady's fourth grade best friend, uh, moved to where we lived and uh, was friends with, uh, with us in, in high school or at least acquaintances. And uh, you guys probably didn't even know that he used to be friends with Tom Brady. So that was a shame. I was not that aware was, of that. That was a shame. Uh, but it's been that kind of, kind of a week. Uh, And Sean, this is where maybe you can can help out a little bit. But I was having a bad day uh, Monday, and just being totally uh, transparent, I was just having a bad day Monday. I was a little down because I've got a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old. And Sean, I know you—you've got an older older daughter like I do, so I, I know I went through this, but I didn't go through it quite to this extent. And, and Robin, I know you have got a, a an older son, but mm-hmm. I am <laughs> I am full out hating the junior high age. They're they're in seventh grade right now, and even though it's it's uh, it's a brother or sister. Uh, stepbrother, stepsister, but it's basically like having twins. Uh-huh. Man, 12, 13, they can just be mean, like flat out mean. And uh, I think they've even gotten meaner since like when we were in junior high, I think with all the social media and stuff like that. But I am just hating this age. And I was just down Monday. Cause like my son was just, not very nice uh, the previous week, and even going over to, to my mom's house, and it was just like, what the heck? I just hate this age, and so one thing that I've been doing the last couple of years, so I did it, I did it on Monday, I was like, you know, I, I think I just need a little me time, and so I just I just sat in the backyard, I was the only person there at the house, and... Decided, you know, I'm just going to sit in the backyard, listen to nature, reflect. Hopefully, get re-energized, and uh, that that usually seems seems to work. But I I don't think dads, and probably moms too, because we we get we just get busy. I don't I don't know if we take enough time for ourselves and. It's just healthy, and it's it's important to do that. And I think it's really important to do it outside, you know, get a little sun on your face and and, and everything. So, I wanted to get in a better better spot. So I put on a, a a show that I that I really enjoy, and I knew I knew I'd get some laughs, and uh, I stumbled upon on, on the show because they interview someone every week. They were interviewing Bono. And I know, I know he's just done so much. He's humanitarian, obviously, uh, lead singer of U2 and everything. But he was, uh, he was really insightful, and it it was just, it was, it was re-energizing me listening to him, listening to him talk, and it reminded me, I had this uh, English teacher freshman year. And he said, we all have poems inside of us. So, so always have some paper with you guys, because you never know when those poems are going to come out. And when they hit you, you know, write them down. And I never forgot that. Maybe I I don't even think I thought it was cheesy, even as a, even as a freshman, I thought, you know what, that's, I really like that, and so I was kind of having one of those moments when I'm sitting in the backyard and I'm listening to this Bono uh, interview, and Bono started talking about America, and he made this quote, whether, whether you agree with it or not, I thought it was a very insightful and just made you think. Uh, like I said, Bono was talking about America, and he said, it, America is the greatest idea the world has ever known, but it doesn't quite exist yet. I was like, whoa. And with where I was, I immediately, instead of thinking about America, I was like thinking about my family, really really, like with the, with the kids. And I thought immediately of my passion for my family. And I was like, it's kind of the same. I've got this great idea of my family, but I don't know if it has gotten there quite yet, it's not, it hasn't hit its peak yet, and I think that's where I struggle a little bit right now, because I've put this, I guess you could say an inaccurate finish line, on when the kids leave for college, like that would be kind of the end, and I'm like, no, that's not, Chris, That that's not right the there's going to be a whole another chapter after you know they leave leave after high school and go go away to college and i have to stop thinking that there's this finish line when they leave and to just kind of um i don't know chill out a little bit and realize we got a whole whole you know whole another lifetime of, of stuff. Um, so I was just thinking, you know, stop pressuring yourself so much, Chris, and realize they are listening even when it seems like they're not. And then I, would, I would told myself, you know, do less talking and more listening right now, more observing, and you'll probably be a smarter parent and just do some deep listening and stop talking so much. Robin, you, you've got an older
1: mm-hmm. child. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing. I mean, I've, I've always encouraged him, and, and I always had this saying when he was growing up, listen, you've got one mouth and two ears. Sometimes that means just shut up and listen. And I've always encouraged my son to talk we've always been very close. And I actually was sharing this story with a friend of mine yesterday that was up here visiting um, right after Columbine happened. Within a couple of years, my husband was ill with cancer and my I caught the two of them talking in the kitchen and my son was 14. So my husband said, you need to tell your mom what's going on. And my son actually shared with me that a kid in school had been trying to get him to share information because my son was an ROTC and they were building rockets. Hmm. So he wanted to find out some information on how to build something explosive. And my son was freaking out. He wasn't sure what to do. And of course, when you're in junior high, if you are a snitch, it's, you know, there's a, there's a thing that carries that weight for you. And it's hard for you to actually say anything, but the fact that my son trusted me enough and trusted my husband enough to say something prevented a school from being shot up and bombed and saved his life as well because he was put on the hit list but that's just the thing you know you they drive you crazy yes they do they absolutely drive you crazy but you know what we were the same way we drove our parents crazy i'm sure
0: and i've i've tried i'm glad you said that that's what i've been trying to do and and i even was talking to my wife about it i was like i'm trying to really remember how i was at 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 that age so i could be more understanding probably more patient um but i truly i truly think they've they've gotten
1: They've gotten worse. They've gotten worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and, and I think it's because of the stupid phones and, and you know, the YouTube and and all of that, all of that stuff, uh, just not as healthy.
1: Well, I used to threaten my son that I would put my size eleven up as rear end if he didn't <laughs> knock it off. I mean, that did kind of help a little. Uh,
0: I've, I've done some, <laughs> I've done some threatening. Sean, <laughs> uh, what do you what do you think? What's your What's your take on?
2: Well, going back to like when, when you're talking about the, the the challenges of raising kids, raising junior high kids, all of a sudden, you know, and when they are that age and growing up, where are our thoughts for our kids as far as, as far as success? And, um, I'm kind of going on what you were talking about as far as like no finish line, right? Because I think naturally is, is, is parents, some of us, and, and I'll, I'll put, uh, my wife and I in this camp, and it's not necessarily a good thing. But being so focused on um, education and college, and like where are you going to go to college, and X, Y, and Z, and now, um, all right, uh, my daughter's done with that game, you know. So, but yeah. but her life isn't done, <laughs> you know. Right. And you know, and 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 my son is uh, going to be done with that game in three years so but uh so so now it really is a point for and i've been thinking about this myself recently that oh this is you're exactly what you were just saying this isn't this isn't the finish um and yeah they are going to get into a school and perhaps be good students um but it, it's it's there's so much more to them being happy people and all of us being happy together than, you know, just these little goals that we focus on through our kids' childhoods.
0: I I think with the, uh, with the meanness and the, and the junior high age, I mean, I know, I know it's a super uh, challenging time for them. I hated junior high. It, it was just, just a weird age, but it's, you know <laughs> they've gone from thinking you were, you know, king like 2 years ago to now everything everything you say is uh is wrong uh well, they they, they know think, everything yeah,
1: but that's normal for I that I know age. it's that's just normal
0: did did you have a hard time with that Robin cuz I, I obviously i am cuz that's, that's why i'm talking about it uh Because I guess, you know, with the finish line comment, I'm thinking like, okay, childhood is like, like being a kid is over. Now we're in this stage. And how long is this going to last? Because you're only here for a few more years. And then you're going away to college and just hoping this stage isn't super long so that we could get back on track and uh, have some fun again.
1: They always test your patience, though. I mean, oh that's gosh. that's part of it, because then it teaches us how to be more responsive to some things and less responsive to other things. And I, I always had this thing when I was raising my son, because his, his dad wasn't around, and his stepdad, who had passed away from cancer when he was a teenager, it kind of, I think with our situation, it was a little bit different, because... He was thrust into places that most kids never went. You know, I he would go to work with me at the TV station or to the radio station. He'd be going to the concerts with me and going into the green room with sure. the rock stars. So he got to see different things. But there were times where he said things to celebrities that just like, I wanted to smack the living daylights out of oh, him. Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah. Like
0: what? rude?
1: Well, Inappropriate? No, uh, not... Not anything like that. I'll, I'll. He was what seven years old when I worked at a country station, and we went to a show, and I had to interview the celebrity Marty Stewart, right? So my son comes, he's crawling around on the floor, just being a little brat, and he comes out and he goes right up to Marty, and he goes, "Hey, Marty, my mom says you're rich." <laughs> Talk about embarrassing! I had to, you know, come back and say, Jeff, I told you that Marty is rich in the way that he gets to do what he loves to do for a living mm. because of the passion. But I mean, how do you go back from that? He And I can't, I can't fault him for it because his mom's a smart mouth. Sure. You know, I'm radio DJ. I'm a smart mouth. So he's going to pick up those little things. Oh. And it's just a reminder. Do as I say, Robin,
2: do as I say, not as I do.
1: Exactly. It's just a reminder that we have to, we have to be careful what we broadcast mm-hmm. <laughs> in front of them because they're smart enough to pick that up and they will shoot that stuff right back at you. And then you're like, damn, they got me.
0: No, I, I, and it's funny that you said that because I'm trying to be much more aware, especially like say I'm downstairs and I'm talking to my wife and the kids are upstairs. I'm like, I'm really trying to be careful of when we're talking about them. Because I know I know even though they they act like they're not listening, they're definitely listening, and they're at this age right now where I'm the meanest person in the world, Aww. and uh, you're so mean and I, I I remember saying some of that uh, to my mom, never to my never to my dad, but Sean like your wife she she runs a school, correct? Yeah, I was just going to say that. So yes. Like,
2: so I, I, we're talking about
0: Have you guys talked about this like a change from when we were in school versus how it is now?
2: It's pr- it's a daily conversation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um And well, what's Chris, the, what's about. the conversation? Um well, to to quickly go back to what you were talking okay. about when I think of my when I think of my entire life, I could say, yeah, I've I've enjoyed life and I I'd, I'd go back to just about any time in life and redo it because it was all right except junior high. <laughs> I, I let's let's just stay away from junior high. Wow. Um maybe maybe getting to know you during junior high is part of that? Probably
0: yeah, probably yeah.
2: You know, well we we won't go there. Um but uh to answer your question in regards to us comparing how we had it or, or, or how we responded to the way kids are now. Um, yeah, night and day. Oh, okay. and and we've also determined that, uh, it's, (laughs) we were driving ourselves crazy comparing, and then finally, this was a couple of years back, actually, we started to determine that, all right, no longer fair to compare because, um, you know, the way that maybe I've said this before, but you know, the way that the world has changed from when our parents grew up to, to us it changed a little bit oh the my way gosh. that the world has changed between yes. when we grew up and now it's tenfold different Just I, the, and I'll, I'll primarily point to technology right. <laughs> right technology as well as um parenting it's our fault and i and you, I will be the first person to raise my hand um in saying, uh, you know, I'm probably not as strong of a parent as I should be, having said that, I'm a lot better than a lot. I, I'm a lot better than the parents who now blame the school for their kids' problems, mm-hmm. which is just about everybody mm-hmm. and and um, you know, if I did bad at school or got in trouble. Um, the last thing on my parents' mind would be to call the school and stick up for me and get mad at the school.
0: And I, I don't do that. Uh, I know my wife doesn't do it, and it, obviously it sounds like like you don't do it. But I most th- parents do. <laughs> most parents do, and that that seems to seep into like all the kids now like they're just i don't know i wasn't perfect but i i was accountable and and i felt bad when i when i did something wrong and now it just seems like all of the kids lack real accountability and it's always total lack of respect and I guess because of the way society is right now, anymore, that there—it's always somebody else's fault. And, and I try to teach that never, never, never be the victim. Like, own it. You—you you did this. So, so just own it. It wasn't this person. It wasn't that person. And I'm finding it a really challenging uh, thing. To instill in my kids not because of what's going on at home but just what they're surrounded by it just seems to be everywhere that something happens to you it has to be somebody else's fault it wasn't yours right and uh, is that something you've I, noticed as well Sean yeah. or, or and, your and wife to
2: get, uh, to get therapist with you for a second Um have you ever have you ever uh heard the name Brene Brown?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh uh she, she uh if for those of you who don't know, she's a uh a, a, a writer and a speaker, and she uh, uh uh she studies um shame and vulnerability and things of that nature. I need to I need to interrupt myself and say hello to Mr. Jason. Jason, Jason
0: made it. Welcome back.
2: Anyway, uh uh one thing that she said that's really stuck to me is uh blame is a way of discharging our own shame and discomfort.
0: Hmm.
2: So, you know, whenever I am blaming something on you, it's just a way for me to let go of my own embarrassment, my own stuff.
1: Kind of like projection.
2: So I'm going to project it on you. Yeah. Thank you, Robin. So, um, yeah. And 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 I think that uh we as a society now want to are are we have small enough amount of ver- we we have no vulnerability. So we don't want to admit to ourselves or anybody else that anything's our fault. So all right, I'm just gonna blame it on you. And if my kid's having a hard time, it's not my fault because I don't want that I don't want that on me. So up uh, uh oh school, I'm gonna blame it on school.
1: God, the teachers have enough to deal with, don't right. they? And remember in the day when we used to support our teachers?
2: Yes. I had right. an
1: un, I had an unruly child for many years and his behavior issues. And every time I would go to the parent-teacher conference, the teachers were scared to say anything. And this was, you know, 20 years ago even plus. And, and I would always support the teacher. I'm like, look, he's in your classroom all day. And right. if he's being a pain in the ass in your class... You need to do what you need to do to make your class function. And if that means moving him away from certain people to a different area, you have my permission to do so, which you don't need it, but I'm here to support you. And I don't see that today. I see a lot of parents getting ticked off at the teachers for no reason at all. And that's not right because teachers, first of all, we all know they don't make enough money. They spend a lot of money out of their pocket to do things in the classroom. And now they're dealing with having to... Deal with electronic devices. And that's the one thing I love about my son and my daughter-in-law. They refuse to let their children take their devices to school. There's See, a, I, I, I love that. There's a rule. You're not allowed to because it disrupts the class.
0: And that, that's, really? not, that's not the norm. No. Like my, uh, my son, Sam, he can't stand this. And it, it's, it's a battle. It'll probably, it'll happen again, I'm sure, tonight, but they're not allowed, Sam and Addison are not allowed to sleep with their phones in their room, so at at uh, bedtime, I take their phones, and they think I'm the meanest person in the world, and it's like, no, you need a good night's sleep, you don't need to be, you don't need to be on this, maybe you are going to bed, but someone else is texting you, or or you can't sleep, so you go on your phone, no, I'm... The phones don't go in your room when you're, when you're going to sleep. And I, I have a feeling we're the only parents out of all of their friends who are doing that. So going back to what you were saying, Sean, um, I, I, I think there's a lot of lacy parenting go, going on right now. And... They've they've just allowed the standards of of parenting to, to, to just drop. Mm-hmm. Has has your wife noticed a difference just in say the past five years?
2: Uh I think that if you asked her, she would say yes, that every year it's a little more yeah. ridiculous.
0: I've noticed I've noticed that just as a uh I'm on my, I think, eighth year of coaching uh, a junior high tennis team out of a uh, charter school, and I've noticed each year has gotten a little bit more challenging, both with the uh, kids, and I have really good kids there, and and the, the parents. The questions just seem to be a little bit different. Uh, I don't know i just I've just noticed just a little little decline each year hmm so that's funny that uh you know we're we're in different states different uh totally different areas and your wife your wife's noticing the same thing
2: right, and uh you, you know Chris, I know that you've lived where I lived before, and um I am actually surprised to hear that uh not not surprised but I kind of think of ourselves as the leaders of that <laughs> you know you know just, just you know as far as all of those challenges um that we're having with kids uh so yeah i'm I'm kind of bummed to hear that it's 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 happening yeah it's, it's happening everywhere, but uh yeah definitely, definitely in my area
0: now the reason why I wanted uh Papa Jason on he always gives such sage. Wisdom. Uh, I was hoping to hoping to gleam a little bit of that since all of his kids have are older. helps Helps <laughs> it helps me to to hear some of some of his uh, stuff. Our 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 kids Sean are are basically this very similar ages. Uh, so I know we're going through going through similar stuff. And I guess going back. Because we're going through this stuff, like I talked about, you know, needing to take some time for, for yourself, uh, I still do really simple things that I think all, all dads do, so I wanted to get into a few of those. Sean, when you, okay, let's say you take your son to McDonald's, do you automatically take some of his french fries?
2: It's just not a given. Auto, not automatically, but really? if I, I want some fries, I will take them. There's no not, there's no not, dad not like tax. A, not like a dad tax. I'm taking something every time. Oh,
0: I do that every time. It's just I take I get two to four fries. I take two to four fries out of each of their thing. You know, for safety, because I have to make sure that it's.
2: Well, women do well, that, that too. That's very that's very caring of you, Chris.
0: I you know I I'm giving back. I'm looking out for the for for the kids.
2: Yeah, that's I an just...
0: automat. That's an automatic, right? Okay. Do you have when you sit on the couch? Do you sit on the same spot every time?
2: Um, not every time. Really? There is there is, there is kind of a uh, quote unquote favorite spot, uh, but that's more of a uh, wife and I thing than the kids.
0: Oh, I have, I have my spot. I have to be on the right side of the couch. Arm, right arm on the armrest. I have to be on the right side of the couch. You mm. don't have that.
2: Okay. Not so much.
0: Okay. When okay. You, when you grill, do you clink clank the tongs twice?
2: I'm not a, a tong clinker. Whoa. Yeah. So far, we're betting zero.
0: Oh, for three so far. You know, if you don't clink the the tongs, your food's going to be... It's not going to come out. It's impossible to make good barbecue without clinking the tongs.
1: Sounds like a superstition.
0: No, it's a fact, Robin. Really? Yes.
2: Um... Chris, I am going to I, – I, I haven't heard that before. Thank you for teaching me and guiding me, and <laughs> I will be from now on. You'll do better. I'll do better. You'll do better. Now, now I can think back and say, gosh, that's why my barbecue isn't quite up to par. Yes. I, have, I, 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 I now know what I haven't been doing right. Thank it you.
0: Start, it starts right there. <clears throat> Did you I'm wear do you wear <laughs> cargo shorts? Dads are supposed to wear cargo shorts. I don't. Are they? Supposedly. And yeah. like white New Balance shoes.
1: I don't know. I so, see guys with like Crocs shoes. or something sometimes, you know. I'm
2: a, I am can't stand I'm a Crocs. No on, I'm, I'm a no on both of those.
0: I don't wear cargo shorts.
2: I have in the past, but uh, not. I I can't think of owning a pair of cargo shorts really right now that I, that I wear.
0: I remember my wife's going to kill me on this one, but. I was wearing some shorts, and I'm embarrassed to say it now because now I realize that, that that was not very cool. I had some shorts that I thought were cool, and they had a pleat in them. So we're, we were dating, and we're sitting on her couch. Obviously, I'm on the right, and we're talking about clothes. <laughs> and I said, well, is, it, is there anything is there anything I wear that you don't like? And she just, no pause or anything. Well, you're wearing some right now. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, whoa. Yeah, it was the shorts. It was the shorts with the pleats. And apparently, so she let me know right then and there that uh, that, was, that was not a good good thing. Anyway. Okay, going back to the to the dad stuff. So you don't clink the tongs. You don't take the fries. Uh, did your dad do anything that you remember, like consistently?
2: Uh, he he was uh, my my dad was actually a huge uh, tax guy. He was so yeah. I, I never had I never had anything around him <laughs> with uh, without needing to give some up.
0: Okay, so yeah. he did he did that. I remember yeah. uh, two two things when I was thinking about this stuff like with my dad. I remember my mom complimented him on, "Oh, you look so nice in this green sweater and then he wore it like all the time like <laughs> at, totally over, over wore it, but it was uh, so I remember that, and I know I do that because uh, I have these I know I've mentioned that the t-shirts, the blue t-shirts that I wear all the time, and I'm always wearing a hoodie, and I I get looks from my wife. Is there anything that you wear, Sean, as a dad, because you just want to be comfortable that you know drives your wife crazy? Or she's like, really, Sean, you're going to wear that again?
2: Yes. Okay. I still have a I've got a Very large. I've got a very large collection of T-shirts, many of which I got in college. So, so we're, we're we're talking pre two thousand. That are that are pretty beat up and whatnot, and um, I, I still don't mind wearing some of them.
0: Well, they still fit, so that's good. I still mm-hmm. have some. I still have some shirts, T-shirts from from college, right? Uh, and my wife hates them because they have holes in them. But they're comfortable. They're comfortable. I'm not yeah. getting rid of them. Yeah. No way.
1: Right. So what if you're doing yard work or painting or yes. something? They
0: always come in handy. No, you wear those until they basically disintegrate.
2: Right. That's yes. what I...
0: Yeah. So the, the, I, the,
2: those half disintegrated T-shirts are the one thing that I wear that uh they
0: the probably com- not yeah, the happiest they're, with. They're the most comfortable. Right. Right. And then... Uh, Going all the way back to what we were talking about with dads needing, you know, take take some time for themselves. I do remember my dad. uh, It was always Sunday, uh, Saturday morning, Sunday morning. He'd sit in the backyard in his Adirondack chair, drink his coffee. And that was like, don't interrupt dad. That's that's his that's his time. Mm -hmm.
2: Did your dad do anything like that? Uh, I think that his time was spent more, um, playing tennis. Like, like, I mean, so like, like he, he, didn't really have too much solitary time. I think that, uh, he probably got enough of that from, I don't know, you around on, you know, and, and whatnot.
0: Yeah. Well, he but, golfed. Uh, didn't he golf?
2: He absolutely, he, yeah. he does golf. Um, but even that, that was that was probably more towards my high school child or, or post childhood. Okay. Um, but yeah, golf things like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, when I, you know, when, when I think about myself, I I, I think about you know like washing cars is my therapy. I I I, I when I'm out washing cars, um, I'll wash mine. I'll wash my wife's. I'll wash my daughter sometimes, and it's and it's not that I I don't hate doing it. I, I
0: don't I don't no, blame blame you. You're or... you're just alone with your with your thoughts. I, I actually enjoy doing yard work. I don't mind it. Like I right. enjoy mowing the lawn. I enjoy heck I don't even mind pulling weeds that much because it's just you're there, you're outside, you're by yourself. Get some time to to think. Right. Maybe not think. But it's <laughs> it's just it's just important to have that, have that time. I know because uh, Sunday is the only day that I don't work. I love getting up before everybody and just sitting in the, sit in the backyard and just, and just be. Do you do, do you do anything like that, Sean, besides washing the cars where you just, you need, you need some Sean time?
2: A little bit, yeah. And, and, and most of it would involve my dog, actually. So my, my, my dog okay. gets to uh, participate with me with those things. Um, and it's funny, like right now, when I think about you being like you going outside and just sitting, I don't do that a whole lot. But I think no. it's because I know that I'm in Southern California, but it's not quite as hot and nice as it is in Arizona. <laughs> okay. Um, so just going outside and sitting, I don't do as much.
0: Maybe just take your, your daughter's car out. Take the daughter's <laughs> for, car out. For a spin.
2: I still use the same tennis racket that I uh, had in high school to hit balls to my dog endlessly and play fetch with her.
0: I, I know my other, my other thing where it's just just a little me time. Like I, I, got a, I got a brand new smoker, so I'm smoking ribs Sunday, Took like four hours, four and a half hours. They were on time, by the way. These were not a, This was not, not a nine o'clock rib, <laughs> but it was just great to just to be outside and just work the grill. I mm-hmm. think that's why a lot of dads like to work the grill or the smoker because it's right. It's a little again, just just a little me time. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't I don't think dads do that do that enough. Probably not. Probably not. All right. Sean, this was fun. Me and Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. It helped. Robin, it helped.
1: It's always good to see you yeah. guys.
0: It was good good to good to vent a little bit about the about the junior high age. Things will get better. I know that. Just breathe. I'm Dude, I'm indeed. trying to.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Junior junior high is like, yeah, you just gotta yeah, you hold your hold your breath for the uh Oh my God!
0: Yes, it's
1: all hormones, man. Yikes! That craziness. Holy
0: smokes! Well, hopefully, I'm, hopefully, I'm. Uh, <laughs> hopefully, I've got a little more energy uh, for next week. We'll see. We'll see what the what the week brings. Guys, have oh. a
2: great week. All right, guys, have a good one.
0: Thanks for listening to the Dad Podcast with Chris Brewer. Join us next time as we continue our conversations about everything Dad right here at starworldwidenetworks.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.